Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. The following podcast contains... Only I didn't say fudge. And for gosh sake, watch your language. Watch your profanity. Right, I'm sorry. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you ordered the shit sandwich and act all surprised when you got bread with a turd on it, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is a Friday, December 11, 2015. I see your true colors shining through edition of the show, where we talk about what happens when you lie down with dogs and wake up with bleach. Stay tuned. The What the Hell Were You Thinking podcast is brought to you in part by Jack's Complete Lack of Surprise, part of the Jack's Complete Lack line. Have you committed a series of unforced errors in life, made a line of obviously bad choices, and actively demonstrated poor judgment resulting in personal catastrophe? We are Jack's complete lack of surprise, and we're here to help. We'll assess how badly you fucked up, how to address how fucked up you are, and offer common sense solutions on unfucking yourself. Jack's complete lack of surprise, you saw it coming, but you did it anyway. If you would like to sponsor the show... Oh, come on! Did you even listen to the ad? You know, the worst part about this whole situation is that Donald Trump is a problem, but he's not the problem. There are people who already hold these views, and there used to be a kind of a, an agreement, you know, between them and society that they wouldn't speak these things in public. But now, Donald Trump, the frontrunner of a major political party, has basically given them permission to shed their shame and say these things out loud. This week, America was forced to change our liberty sheets as the Republican frontrunner voided his brain bowels on our national bed when he declared that once he became president, a happening with the same statistical likelihood of my accepting an Academy Award for the best snarky metaphor in a podcast, because you know, Oscars aren't actually given for podcasting. Even if they were, I would never even be nominated. No, no, what he said was that when he became president, he would ban all Muslims from entering the country. Originally, this episode of dielectric excrement included the little gym that Americans, American citizens of the Muslim faith, would not be allowed to return to their country of citizenship if they were Muslim, if they traveled abroad. And apparently, someone went to him and said, This business will get out of control. It will get out of control and we'll be lucky to live through it. And he backed off from his rather insane position. Now, one might think that this kind of statement would harm a candidate for national public office. But what it actually did was give the orange Cheeto fluff a bump in the national polling. The reactions to this flagrantly racist statement were swift and extremely vigorous. We on the left immediately went to... Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. Calling Trump a racist, bigot, fascist, extremist, madman whose words run contrary to everything we like to think our country stands for. Conservatives, particularly conservative presidential candidates, heard Trump's words and 
had two reactions. First, the mainstream party didn't go so much to action stations as sort of set a kind of a low-level yellow alert. General Quarters, security condition three. GQ, security three, sir. You know, they like raised their shields but didn't power up their phasers. Most of the other candidates called Trump out for his rhetoric, but only because of the damage he was doing to the Republican Party rather than the xenophobic agitprop he was spewing like your asshole when you've eaten a Chipotle burrito. Trump supporters, however... Those motherfuckers cheered like a Klingon with a target lock. The writers and researchers of the What the Hell Are You Thinking podcast would like to apologize for the mixed sci-fi metaphors that have just occurred. We had nothing to do with it. He's had a couple of drinks in him. As their man basically pulled the Constitution out and wiped his Chipotle-stained ass with it. Because, you know, they're patriots. A Bloomberg snap poll found that two-thirds of likely Republican primary voters supported a ban on all Muslims traveling to the United States. Of course, we have to take these people in context because Republican primary voters are the worst thing ever created by man. But this isn't a Trump show. Because what the hell can I say that I haven't already said already? And frankly, I'm tired of coming up with insulting metaphors for this guy who really is just nothing more than a personification of a Facebook comment by an aging relative. We can't blame Trump for being exactly who he was created to be. It would be like hating Elmo. Catchy. Shut the fuck up. I'm not saying I support Trump or that anyone should excuse the hateful things he says. What I'm saying is you can't blame him. You have to look around for the guys with the wood carving tools and a big ass pile of orange wood chips scattered around their feet. Because the architects of the Republican Party's grand strategy go back a long time when they decided to embrace a certain subset of the American population who disliked elements of modernity, feared the creeping onset of progress vis-a-vis elements of disenfranchised populations. You know, fruitcakes and loonies and closet racists, mostly. I'm sorry, I'm actually being told that was David Cameron speaking of a far-right party in the United Kingdom, whereas the people the Republicans targeted were just plain old redneck racist. This strategy, which by some coincidence was named the Southern Strategy, managed to get Richard Nixon elected and started a snowball effect in Republican politics, where once the party was dominated by fiscal conservatives who had a simple and direct philosophy, more money for me and mine, and the underpinning of the party, well, it was kind of overtaken by values voters who had an even simpler philosophy, you will do as I say no matter fucking what. And these people... Those are the ones that gave us the Reagan administration. And for decades, the values voters were deftly controlled by the Republican Party oligarchs who managed to guide them like a pack of hungry dogs to a food bowl containing largely scraps of their political agenda. Gravy train. Good taste and gravy too. But they would occasionally drop a morsel of people food in the form of some sort of legislation against their traditional enemies. That the pagans and the abortionists and the feminists and the gays and the lesbians who are actively trying to make that an alternative lifestyle, the ACLU, People for the American Way, all of them who tried to secularize America. <laughs> this worked like a charm for decades. Until something happened that woke up the slumbering mental midget that are the idiot masses, a black man was elected president. 
and these people lost their fucking minds. I know that a lot of you are asking yourselves, and by a lot of you, keep in mind the scale that the show is talking about here, so one of you is asking, perhaps Newt in Trondheim, you're saying, Dave, are you saying that 20 to 25% of the Republican Party are overt racist? Except, you know, you're probably saying it in Norwegian. And you, you, Newt, in Trondheim, I answer. You're goddamn right. I mean, I'm not even being hyperbolic when I say that. It's probably, and dare I say it, being conservative. Hell, everyone is racist. It's just that some of us try really, really hard not to let it influence our thinking. But for this percentage of the Republicans I'm discussing here, it dominates their thinking. And it pisses them off when you point it out. So, some would also say that I might be grossly oversimplifying the issue when I chalk it up to racism, and they could be correct. The bulk of Trump supporters are also undereducated, underemployed, underserved by their government, and under the spell of religion. They are the new forgotten Americans, a group of people left in the dust of progress like a palm pilot in an iPhone age. Uh, how do I do this? You can't do anything or even type until you hit a reset button that's on the computer that's... Uh. I mean, just imagine what it's like from their perspective. Everything looks familiar. The buttons are all there, but somehow they just can't seem to figure out what they do. That's America to a Trump supporter. It looks like America, but no matter how many times they click the thing, they can't make it launch the app that makes them culturally, intellectually, and up until now, politically relevant. For decades, they've done exactly what the Republican Party asked, dutifully voting for a string of rich white dudes who made all the right sounds during primary season and then, from their perspective, betrayed them the second he was elected. They were promised to return to traditional Christian values, faith, family, country, a place where everyone knew their place and is kept there by the full force of law, be they a Bible-flaunting sodomite, an uppity negro, or a woman with the temerity to, to wear shoes and make decisions about her own body. You know, America. And then along comes Donald Trump. I don't believe any one of them, not one. I believe Donald. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm telling you, he says what I'm thinking. Exactly. He is resonating with the people and he's speaking our minds. Our minds. Mm -hmm. He speaks the language of the disaffected white American. And what's more, when he says it, his damn kids don't jump all over him on the Facebooks to tell him that he's being a racist. The angry, alienated, disenfranchised underbelly of the right wing finally found someone whom they fully believe will gleefully burn the entire fucking country to the ground just to prove they're right. This guy will say anything no matter how offensive or how dangerous to win because America is about winners. He'll boot the Browns and teach the blacks their place and force anyone not a Christian to convert because America, above all, is a nation founded by Christians for Christians. So, dear listener... It is vitally important that when Trump is elected, you be able to answer the question about your re religion thus. Tell me, are you a Christian child? And I said, ma'am, I am tonight. <laughs> What's funny, and I'm not sure if it's funny, peculiar, or funny, haha, it's 
Probably both. But what's funny is the Republicans are standing there like a grown man playing with a My Little Pony doll. And he's wondering, and they're wondering why people think it's creepy. I mean, do they actually not see how their intentional actions over the last 50 years courting the vote of people whose worldview is predicated on ignorance, fear, and xenophobia has led to this moment in time? Or do they really think it's okay for a 36-year-old guy to play with a doll meant for preteen girls? I'm sorry, it looks as if my new intern is mixing up the show scripts again. You're not fooling anyone, Gavin. Everyone agrees with me. Bronies are fucking creepy. Right now, as the research monkeys hunt and peck their way through the internet, I'm being delivered articles like beer bottles on Laverne and Shirley's conveyor belt. Hello, girls! Detailing how Trump's run is spiking memberships in white supremacist organization or that his rhetoric is actually inspiring terrorists who can now point to him, the Republican front runner, and go, look, look, that's on what, that's what I'm on about. You can see him repressing me just now. Except they were doing the, that Monty Python bit in Arabic. And for God's sakes, my own mother, who is drinking the Trump-branded artificially flavored fruit beverage drink product. Because, and this is a Dave Mom quote, what we have now in Washington is so bad that even Trump might be better. And the Republicans are shocked. And what is worse, what is fucking worse is that, that they have the sheer audacity to blame Obama. Thanks, Obama. Elizabeth Hasselbeck, noted Fox News correspondent and clinically brain-dead person, actually said that if Obama were, more, were a more forceful leader, then Trump wouldn't have to make such statements in the first place. Allow yourself to think about the sheer unmitigated gall it takes to spin the last six years alternately telling people that Barack Hussein Obama, because the middle name is important, is on one hand the tyrant who is coming to take your gun's freedom and rectal virginity, and then in the same breath, turn around and accuse him of being so weak that a demagogue who sprung from the very seed you spilled on the ground, Onan, is his fault because he's weak? Who are you people? 50 years of intentionally planting fear in the hearts of the dumbest Americans, 30 years of milking every social issue for votes, 20 years of 24-hour propaganda painting the political opponents of Roger Ailes as trying to cram a liberal agenda down the conservative throats of America as if it were half a pound bacon thick burger at Hardy's in furtherance of some sinister plan to turn America into Soviet Russia of fucking fostering racial disharmony by skewing every news story into a twisted facade of truth whenever it contained a person of color, you who have played every paranoid conspiracy, promulgated the dumbest of ideology so your corporate masters can keep getting richer, do not get to push this off on Obama or the Democrats or anyone else with a functioning sense of hypocrisy. This, my fucking conservative friends, is your goddamn circus, and these are your fucking monkeys. I, I'm going to admit, we Democrats have done a pretty shitty job of communicating our, to the dimmest bulbs in our society how fucked they are by Republicans. 
we've come across as smug, condescending, superior, arrogant, elitist, pompous. Shit, hold on, hang on. Let me check and see what my last message from my mother was. Uh, I think I missed a few. Oh, yeah, here it is. As East Coast big city snobs. My mom and I have our disagreements. What Republicans have to do is face facts. They are standing on the edge of the cliff tied to a group of people who are literally trying to pull them over. And they can cut the rope and let those people crash, which means that you accept that Trump was going to run as a third party and that you will lose the White House in 2016, but you might accidentally hold on to Congress. Or you can go over the cliff with them and lose the White House and Congress in 2016. Either way, you're fucked. It just depends on how fucked you want to be. And while in literally any other situation, this would cause me no end of sadistically watching you squirm like a worm on the hook, I actually give a shit about my country and how it's seen by the rest of the world. I would like nothing more than to see your marriage to idiocy drag you screaming into obscurity like the last man using an Apple Newton. But if you do that, you're going to take my country down with you. So for God's sakes, fix your fucking party. Break the cycle of death you have with the bigots and send them back to the trailers where they can watch Apprentice reruns, drink heavily... And eventually, and perhaps accidentally, shoot themselves with their own guns, only to be treated by a government-funded health plan. Do it for America, or if you're like the rest of the time you are the rest of the time, and you can't do what's right for America, do what's in your own fucking self-interest. Dump the Trumpers, take the hit, and live to fight another day because that's the only way you exist come the end of the election in 2016. That is it for our show this week. We thank the band Hypnostate, as always, for their music in the opening credits. You can find their work on Jamendo.com. We thank you, our listeners, without whom we would be a sad, lonely drunk shouting into his basement apartment. And, well... We are a sad, lonely drunk shout into his basement apartment, but we also have a podcast. And that really does make all the difference. You could make a difference by subscribing, rating, and reviewing us on Stitcher and iTunes. Stitcher is apparently where we're most popular. You can follow the show on Twitter at the hell underscore podcast, where we've been steadily tweeting of late. We are on Facebook at the show name. And all the episodes can be found at www.whatthehellpodcast.com. For me, Dave Bledsoe, and all the other Collins heads here at the show, we want our Republican friends to know we see your sad eyes and know you're discouraged. We realize you don't have the courage. Your base is awful people, and you've lost sight of it all with the darkness inside. And it's really made you small. And now your true colors are shining through. And that's how we love you. We'll see you all next week.
Seltzer Kings Podcasts.